Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes, and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. My mission is for this podcast to become the place for recruiters to learn from others and to give a real insight into what it's like to work in the industry so those considering a career in recruitment know exactly what they're getting into. The Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast, my name is Hisham Azuz and today um, I'm joined by Craig Elvin from EO Executives. That was right, wasn't it? Yeah, perfect. Well, Craig, firstly, thank you so much for um, coming all the way to East London. I really appreciate it because uh, you're, you're out on the sticks, aren't you? In the Shires, in Winchester. The shires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. So, um, look, um, firstly, thank you for um, listening to the show. I'm excited to, to dive into this. Um, you know that I always like to start with um, the story of how you entered the magical world of uh, recruitment. Um, so, let's start there, Craig. How did, how did that happen? It was a childhood dream from when I was four. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like everybody, I think. Nobody comes into this industry mm. wanted to do it. I um, wanted to do it, to be fair. Okay, you're well, the, I'm, not you're in the, any, I'm not in it anymore, but okay. I did want to do it. Yeah, so when you want to do it, you get out quick. Um, no, I was um, electrical and mechanical engineer in the British Army. Wow. Um, and I did made, you always want to be in the Army? Yes. That, really? was, that was my dream. Wow. From three, four years so old. how long I, did you do that for? Best part of 10 years. Wow. So I worked on predominantly Challenger 2 and armoured infantry vehicles. Wow. So that was, they were my babies, and then I made the logical and straightforward step to going into recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, it's often uh, people do ask that question. I was, my wife was working for a bank at the time. Okay. I uh, used to enjoy going to the social functions with the bank. Yeah. Um, and a lady that my wife was working with, her husband used to come to the these events as well. We got talking. We yeah. got on well. He had a brother in the military. We just kind of got on, and it was yeah, yeah, yeah. really good chat. Several months later, found out he was in recruitment. Okay. Oh, so you stayed in touch with him? Just yeah. I mean, the wives were really good oh, friends, okay, okay. Yeah, so we yeah, just yeah. got more and more friendly. And the day I left. The, the army. I phoned him and said to him, "Sean, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm out. Who of your, you know, which of your consultants could help me find a job? Yeah, okay. And he said, "Well, I'll." Uh, so you I'll left be- without a job to go to? Yeah, most people. Feel- <laughs> but don't forget, most people in the military do. No, right? I have so, no context whatsoever. So, so. Hey, okay, context. You give him um, notice in twelve months before you want to leave. Oh, wow, okay. So there's a long period. Oh, fair enough. If you've been in for any length of time you'll get resettlement training okay. and I was thinking I was probably going to so go is that meaning back to reality or is that what that means or not is that completely you're not that far right? off it oh, but right, also okay. trying to give you some skills and experience oh okay so it's been very specific to what what the job that you had within the army yeah there's oh, okay. not many challenger twos rattling around the streets <laughs> that, that need fa- that yeah, need yeah, fixing yeah, yeah, yeah. so fair enough thought right I'm going to I'll um, speak to speak to Sean yeah um, find out where you know who's going to help me find a job and he yeah, yeah. said I'll phone you tonight I said great okay. so he phoned me that night and he said look rather than uh, going to speak to a consultant do you want to be one okay I had no absolutely I'd never worked a day on Civvy Street mm. in my life well a couple of part time jobs at college yeah, right? yeah. but I'd never really worked on Civvy Street yeah. and I'd heard what my wife said about it but um, I asked him the question and I think I had three three months paid leave to find a job oh nice uh and within a week and a half, I was working. Wow. 
Started so my recruitment career. What? How did he sell it to you? Like, what was the perception of recruitment at that point? Um, he was really honest. So Sean's a good mate. Okay. Right. Um, really good friend of mine, and was very honest about it. So didn't he? Didn't I was, he? Didn't tell you about the good parts. He didn't. He didn't just tell you about the good parts. Oh, what the the hundred thousand pound year one? Or yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, he, he was nice. he was pretty honest about it. He said, "Look, we've we've got a couple of challenges in in one particular office. It'd be useful if you could go in and help the manager. We'll teach you. Yeah, nice. Give it a go for three six months. If you like it, brilliant. If you don't, you'll be in the best place to be able to go and find a job, mm. and you'll go with my blessing, a handshake, and a really good reference. Yeah, sounds like me. a good deal. Fourteen years later. <laughs> Yeah. Still going. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I guess was it when you did the interview and all that? I guess I can imagine from their perspective that getting someone from your type of background was was a big win, right? You're disciplined, focused. I don't know. Was did did that ha- did your background help in recruitment? It was in the early days. Yeah, absolutely. Because at that time, lots of people. So I worked for Manpower, right? Okay. So lots of people. That temp. Uh, it was. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of the term now. Yeah. So it was they called it temp and perm. Okay. And you had industrial or commercial and oh, commercial right. men working in an office. Oh right, okay. And temp men, warehouse pickers, anything. packers, like yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that moved. Yeah, sure. Um So I, I yeah, I I was sorry, the question were my skills relevant to the, yeah, different because they, they were hiring lots of grads. Yeah, yeah. Right? They were hiring lots of graduates, trainees. How old are you? I would have been mid twenties. Oh, nice! So okay. again, everybody else coming into it was eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First job for a lot of people. Mm. First kind of grown-up job, certainly. Yeah. And yet, I'd been working for ten years in some fairly challenging, stress, stressful circumstances, and I'd often worked with people that were uh, from the age of eighteen to forty-five. Yeah. You know, very, very closely. So you yeah. kind of have this different mentality I must have been a really good grounding then I, I reckon it sounds like it must have equipped you with I know you said you had to have like resettlement training or whatever but yeah but that wasn't back, in recruitment <laughs> <laughs> no but still though you're talking about what you're talking about is you worked with all different ages all different types of people yeah um yeah, you at that age, you know, you knew more about yourself. You'd been committed to one job, and that takes resilience. It takes uh, loyalty. Um, so I think ultimately there were some really good um, groundings there to, I guess, give you your your the birth of the fourteen year recruitment career. Yeah, I think so. I think um, the one that I always, both my personal and and business morals are integrity. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Like, yeah, yeah. If Just, you haven't got if you haven't got an integrity, you, you don't have anything, either yeah, yourself yeah. Or, or other people. And I've and I find it challenging working with people who don't have that. Yeah, yeah for sure, I but agree. I, but I think the other thing that um, Andrew often says <clears throat> is that I'm pretty fearless. Okay, nice. So I don't just mean running into burning buildings no. right but but fairly fearless and fairly resilient mm. so and this industry right it's yeah, a roller coaster yeah, yeah it is and then you knock do need down that. knock down you've got to get up go again get yeah, up yeah, go yeah. again and and that's what that's what people had in the military so um how were how were the first 12 months and that's i'm always interested around that like were they were they difficult because mine were for sure no no really i was like my first job, like this felt like my first job. It was yeah, exciting. Yeah. It felt new. Um, I was, you know, I had an, an office to work in rather yeah. than on a tank park in the cold and rain. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. for me, it felt brilliant. It was and I, I was quite excited about yeah. it. Um, 
I didn't really know the ins and outs of the industry. Mm. I learned to run before I could walk, which was a mass- a huge mistake. Mm. Big mistake that I made. Um, what do you mean by that? <laughs> You're trying to do everything before. Yeah, so I I made placements before I went on my training. So I, <laughs> so I was tip, tip, I was kind of looking at it going, well, this is quite easy. They need, okay, yeah. all right. And, you, and I just kind of sussed it out and it seemed, seemed yeah, easy. Yeah. So I thought I knew everything brilliant what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I thought I knew everything and I just started to run and yeah, yeah, I yeah. turned up for training after a few weeks on the job thinking no and these tra- people going oh yeah I joined s- three months ago and I-, I think I might make my first placement next month and etc I'm going well I've made six already I'm, cash- <laughs> I'm cashing in why are you lot playing that <laughs> oh training so that was a big yeah I-, I suppose regret and learning curve yeah absolutely Um, the flip side of it was as well as a mature person in that organisation and and in a in an organisation that there was always quite a lot of movement going on yeah I found myself in less than a year running the running the branch wow okay so being a branch manager yeah um, yeah looking after several several consultants managing it and was you still billing Yes. Okay. Yeah, always had a billing role. Always had so, a billing. so have you always been billing all the way up until now? Yes, yeah, and still. And yeah, still yeah. and still do bill. Wow, okay. Wow, how how the hell did that happen then? Like how did you get to management within the first year? Um because <laughs> from a cast of one I was selected. Oh. No, but it was it was a little bit like, well, you're the most mature senior person. You've it just made sense. Probably had the best results in Yeah. It. And it was in a local hub, right? So there was four or five offices down the road so and you had a divisional manager oh, okay so i just ran that yeah, yeah business yeah. sat sat on that fairly quickly then moved to one of the flags flagship mm. offices down in down in southampton yeah from having managed winchester ah. but yeah it was um yeah it was more of a selection of one to be honest because i had management experience in the military yeah, it just made sense especially if they've got a lot of youngsters coming through and you've got a bit more life experience a bit more sure of yourself slightly different style of management <laughs> don't like being shouted at doing press-ups in the car park in the rain apparently is not a thing yeah, yeah. um but yeah you, so there was a lot there was a lot to learn but at the same time a bit of sense mm. and why why do you what do you what do you put down you having that quick success the beginning and anything in particular that you could point out now looking at it going you know what I think I think that's why I hit well, the ground running um, so as an engineer yeah fairly diligent mm. quite process orientated true and rightly or wrongly this industry is very there is a start a middle and an end right yeah, and you've, yeah, yeah. you've got to work out what those bits are that you have to cover off the the non-negotiables that need doing mm. you then need to work out the most efficient system and to get from a to b to c mm. and that's that's probably what i did i i remember spending a long time sifting through i mean this is cvs on paper type stuff <laughs> putting them into certain categories and areas thinking well i need to be able to find them quickly we need to be able to move ah. need to be efficient so this whole kind of engineer yeah. efficiency process piece came into came into play about okay well while they're messing around trying to find stuff I'll have it I'll be on yeah, it yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I think so sense. I think that made it successful at, yeah, at the beginning I think that would definitely be I'd say I'm quite organised but I think in the early days it's very easy just to 
like you get hold of a candidate, they're good and it's ready to get excited, cut a few corners, not on purpose, but miss a few things. And I can, I can see why that oh. would be a real advantage to have that mindset early on. I'm not saying it worked out amazingly every time, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, but that, no, that, that, that makes sense. And I had that, and I had that real kind of um, passion and desire as well. Again, it was the first time I was coming into a civilian job, so I had mm. this kind of rebirth and resurgence that was okay I've done that bit of my career now what's next and I was yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was really kind of energized by it all mm. definitely that's exciting so how did things progress from there then so um that was probably right at the beginning of your career right yeah you've been in recruitment now for nearly is it 14 years yeah yeah mental um so yeah I mean you've been in it well over nearly two decades getting there <laughs> <Don't think so. laughs> Sorry, mate. But um, yeah, I mean, how how's that journey been then? From you, you, do you still feel that real excitement for it? And yeah, uh, yes, and you have your good days and bad days, right? Don't you? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I th- you know, we were talking about it. This, we were talking about it on this morning. I was with a colleague on the train, and yeah. you know, he was saying you still get a buzz out of the commercial stuff. Yeah. And as much as I paint myself as operations, and mm. you know the person that could put some process in to make, help the business grow, et cetera, yeah, yeah. et cetera. I still enjoy winning. Yeah, yeah. I still enjoy that that win. I still enjoy getting it right. And I think I'm a little bit of an anom- anomaly yeah. within the industry. So it's not always all about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about genuinely doing a really good job for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so is it's a, that compassion. There is a Have piece. you always had that? There is a piece of that. I did a mm. piece of work for a, uh, a client last year. Um, long story short, it was to find a, a, a managing director for their business. Yeah. She was an owner not involved in the company. She, um, we had a conversation 12 months after the guy had been a post, and she said, if you'd not found him, the business would have shut. Oh, wow. And I think of the impact of that yeah, for yeah, her, yeah. for running the business, for all of the people yeah. and they employ, and in a small town that they're in, for their economy and kind of go actually that really does drive me that really excites me doing that job well yeah that's more exciting than obviously the the commission check at the end of it for sure Mm. although that is nice I don't know ask my wife (laughs) (laughs) so um, I guess so after the 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 man manpower piece, then did you continue to manage or did you go back into more of a just billing role or how was that sort of journey I've kind of moved between the two always so look I always had this goal that I wanted to be as I started to learn the industry not from day one because I didn't know what it was like but there was this I want to be at the executive end of the market and I want to you had that goal early on I thought I need to get to that that point right I want to work in that senior space who was at that point surely like how did that come about was there someone that well I just used to I used no, I don't think there was anybody, but I used to look at the level of people that I was dealing with and working with and yeah. thinking, I want to, it's more interesting. So, you know, when you're in yeah. the military, you get a lot of exposure to very senior people mm. who are quite interesting people and you still have some of that network and yeah. you're doing some really interesting things. And I wanted to get to that. Okay, that makes sense. And I wanted to get to that point where it felt more like consultancy. It's less transactional. Way less. I didn't, yeah. that didn't excite me. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get to that point where it was true consultancy. Yeah, that makes sense. And what I knew is that that wasn't just going to land on my lap. Mm. And learning from my earlier mistake of running before I could yeah, walk, yeah, yeah. 
I wanted to go and get some experience. Okay. So I worked for I worked for Hayes. I did their yeah, procurement yeah. supply chain. Nice. Which was interesting because as an engineer, I got back to that yeah, yeah. procurement supply chain piece. I then and that was more consultative. Or was it still more, like contract temp? Or was it perm business? Or? Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't at the senior end that I wanted. That's only really happened since joining Neo four yeah. years ago. Okay. Um, but it, but the salary levels were getting more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, as you said, it was get it was um, not running before you could walk. So getting the relevant experience and um, yeah, obviously as you said, building on that. You're dealing with more senior people, yeah. qualified people, yeah. um, degree educate. You know, you're starting to yeah, build yeah, yeah. up to these people who are um, mm. actually interesting to spend time with. Mm. Yeah, it's important if you're spending all day and trying to get hold of people, and then when you get hold of someone, don't find it very. Intra- yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah. So I that, know what you mean. So that, so I kind of had that that part of journey. So procurement supply chain was really good. Had a couple of good guys in there who taught me quite a lot. Mm. There was a lot around really starting to get attention to detail, really nailed on at that, at that level, and I learnt a few a few lessons along the way. I then did some international recruitment. Oh wow! So I was doing places starting to really climb up the tree again yeah. and it was people in uk europe but also the middle east and africa mm. so once you're starting to do that you're learning you're broadening your horizons yeah, you're, sure. you're you're kind of getting into that piece mm. um so yeah all the time f- moving further and you're further trying, up yeah the, you, had, the value you had an intention of where you wanted to get to and yeah, yeah i did really and then i and then yeah four years ago made the leap over so how to, i remember this used to be something I used to speak about my old colleague um, who was super experienced and wanted to like do more of the senior appointments or get known to do more of the senior appointments right so what advice do you have around sort of trying yeah going up the supply chain um, through your experience I don't think you, I genuinely don't think you can shortcut it yeah um, so what do you do then? Is it is it is it letting more and more people know look I can help you with this but by the way I can also help you with this so you've got to, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. You, you, you've got to fill up your toolbox. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be able to talk to people at a level where you understand the pain they're going through. Business pain. Business Real business pain. pain Not, yeah. I can't hire an ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've got a challenge with my tenancy. If you can't hire that person, what does that mean to the business? Well, yeah, this is but the not even, But not even that. You know, it's like, the, what's your biggest pain at the moment? My CRM system. Okay, right, well... What does that mean to the business? What's your biggest pain at the moment? Well, I need to find a new office to move up with expert. Yeah. I've got, ch- you know, it's, it's about knowing and understanding all the other things that make up their, their world yeah, sure. and having an opinion. So I guess first thing is actually getting in a position where you're having those conversations and you're listening Yeah. To, to those business pain points and asking about those business pain points as opposed to have you got a job and do you have any hiring requirements? Yeah. Like, that doesn't work these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, phone. And it was, phone up, have you got any jobs, Mister? No, bang, phone went down. You're on to the next one. Cause yeah, you've got yeah, to do yeah, yeah. You got to do it 50 times a day, yeah. and you've got people walking in the door to sit in a desk and go, "I want a job." Yeah. So it was just it was carnage. Mm. But actually, building up some of those meaningful relationships, start to become that trusted advisor where yeah. people will talk to you and know what you. They'll ask you questions in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. One of the things I I've learned more recently is around networking events mm. so I used to go to networking events I'd sign up yeah. and I'd go to the biggest ones I could find yeah. and I was really excited and I'd have a pocket full of business cards yeah, and yeah. push them into people's hands and I was absolutely determined that I was going to turn them all into clients Yeah, 
what an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so actually what i've learned is by going to networking groups it's about building some good quality relationships with people mm. knowing and understanding what's happening in their worlds yeah knowing and understand the solutions they've got yeah knowing people that run their own other businesses yeah. so that when you talk to another business owner and he says yeah I, I talk about the tenancy thing i've got a real problem well that's one of the guys in my group that i network with does commercial property yeah do you want me to introduce you yeah, yeah, yeah oh, that's what you that'd be great so I've just added loads of value. I haven't made any money out of it this time, but no, no. But it's again, it's becoming that. Okay, so I guess to round that up, then it's um, yeah, really actually start asking good quality questions about the business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and and as you said, actually start putting it out there and making clear that I, I can help you solve that, um, and I'm someone that can help, etc. As opposed to maybe what, how they perceive you currently as just filling these these types of jobs. Yeah. I think the biggest compliment I can have is when somebody says after a couple of times of meeting, I didn't even realise you were in recruitment, Craig. <laughs> Love that. They don't know, but they know that I'm a guy who knows things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So how how do you um how do you approach networking events now then? Very holistically. Really? I don't So what's the mindset going into a network? So the event? mindset is I'm going in there today to learn as much as I can about other people. Yeah, I love that. And if I walk out of there with a relationship with a couple of people that I can help, yeah. Great. Love that. How long does it take to get to that point? 14 years <laughs> <laughs> it's only the last few years really it's a bit what great. changed then was there a, did the penny drop what how was there a moment where like that nah, i'm doing this wrong i think i think just some of it comes with maturity yeah you know again our industry right yeah phone people make money drive sales yeah, yeah, yeah. real real push actually working with an organization that think holistically you know about business and about the biggest thing is becoming more aware of what happens in business. Mm. So myself moving onto the board and being part of business decisions, that helped. Because mm. I'm thinking, actually, there's more to this than just the bit that I do. Yeah, so yeah. that gave me a good mindset. And just, yeah, a bit more grey hair and mm. maturity about, okay, beating these people over the head with my business card yeah, might yeah, win yeah. once, but... I think, <clears throat> yeah, trying to... I, I have I have the main same mindset for sure at networking. Um, I think what I learned for the first couple of events I went to when I was I only started networking really in, in recruitment was um, yeah you you can't go with the mindset of yeah trying to give your business card to as many people as possible. Um, and when you when what you don't realise is that you do end up for me anyway like it did put a bit more pressure on myself. I was going to say how did you feel when you came out of there? Yeah, it's, you put unnecessary pressure on yourself and then. When I when I realised like hang on a minute I need I just need to go here with no intention besides trying to have some valuable conversations with people meaningful yeah conversation. meaningful conversations and and generally yeah as you said trying to listen really and, and ask some good questions and get people talking about themselves as opposed to talking about yourself and um, when you don't have that pressure uh, it's a lot more likely to to actually be a lot more fruitful and if it isn't it's okay you're not you're not hard on yourself right and a big thing that I learned as well because like anything cold calling or whatever you, you still get that weird feeling when you go say hello to someone that you haven't met yeah but my advice always now in networking and um I, i've found this really helps is just say hello like and then and i'll be okay whatever happens yeah. <laughs> after like just say hello don't think oh i need to say this and you say it just say hello to as many people as you can and if it leads into conversation great if it doesn't that's okay and just start reversing that's the thing i learned was to mm. reverse everything well, get so, them talking. Yeah. What questions. do you do? Ah, oh, it's boring. I bet it's not as interesting as your job. What do you do? 
yeah, bang. Yeah. Let, let them take all yeah, the... No, that's solid advice. Let them take all the pressure. It's yeah, like, great. Yeah. That's interesting. That is solid advice, for sure. Um, I like that. So I guess, how um, how did you get into... So now you're in the high level, what you wanted to get to, right? So yeah. congrats on uh, achieving your goal. So I guess... Um, how did you get into that then? I know you said you were just building up, building it up, but was there anything in particular that you did or was it the right opportunity, the right business? It was, yeah, it was the right opportunity and okay. right business. So I'd been doing a couple of senior placements, but very much under the, the stewardship of the CEO of the businesses I was working with, yeah, with at enough. the time. Yeah. Yeah, but closing them and running the campaign. So I'd learned a lot. Um, and I got phoned phoned by Andrew mm. we had a couple of mutual acquaintances yeah, nice. and he said you, know, uh, all, you get these headhunting calls right in our industry it's incestuous and yeah. if you're half decent you're going to get a couple of oh, week 100%. about people going oh, you know do you fancy a move yeah. and I always ask people would always ask, great but what are you doing differently nice. and the answer well, great question and then the people would come back and go yeah so we specialise in procurement and we know you've got a procurement background. Well, so do 30 other consultancies out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, What do you do different? Oh, we only specialise in Hampshire. I mean, what a niche. <laughs> you know, or we only, you know, we only deal with yeah, X yeah, or Y. Yeah, no, really, really good question. But, but they were always, whilst they were niches, they were always, they were niches that everybody else was doing. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it, and when I said that to Andrew, he said, the fact that you've even asked that means we're going to get on. Love that. So come and have a meeting with me. I'll show you what we're doing. And if you don't think that you're interested, yeah. then I'm comfortable with it. So that got, that. My, that oh, no, got me intrigued. I think um, anyone who's listening who's thinking of a move or open or gets head on, I think, yeah, what, what a great question that is to, to say, yeah, okay, look, I'm listening, but what, what do you do differently? I, I really do like that. Well, otherwise you're going to go to the same shit, different bag. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think, um, wow, okay, so, so being there, so for me, so <clears throat> I was definitely on, on the lower end. So my, when I used to, uh, when I was in recruitment, the probably highest salary I I placed was probably circa fifty k. So, um, I guess my uh, perspective. I think me and um, Andy spoke about this briefly. But like, how long is the sales cycle? I can imagine it means way longer. Well, that's interesting. So with senior appointments, the sales cycle. Interest, interestingly, the cycle is really varied. Okay. Because typically, if you need somebody at that senior level, yeah, there's a Typically, there'll be some kind of challenge there, right? Mm. So you've got to. So it, it's not as long as you you, you necessarily think, think it, it might yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the whole placement piece, we developed a strategy that means that we're cutting down on our shortlist time. Oh, okay. So still able to do the things that you would get from a tradi- traditional company, yeah. But with some added value that speeds it up. Yeah, yeah. Because what, what's like the average notice period for these senior people? Less than you think, actually. So typically, more often than not, three months, sometimes six. We've yeah. had a couple with twelve months, and oh, certain you can, get, you can get real squeaky bum time in that time, can't you? Not if you invoice on acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can, you can, right? And yeah, then that causes that, you. That must be so tough. Then it causes you a challenge, and with yeah, that's, with, that's the real resilience part, right? Don't get me you... wrong; you're not going to invoice someone who doesn't start. <laughs> I, I, I am being facetious there, but um, yeah, it's then you've got this whole other world of keeping in contact with somebody yeah, yeah. and understanding that is they're still going to move into that role that you know and you you can then become really embroiled in in this relationship and I was listening to one of your previous mm. podcasts about the difference about who has the better relationships is it interim or temp or perm oh, or right, search yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually 
I think they're all relevant relationships. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, mine then becomes that point where you're, you're working with somebody and talking with them and meeting them for the odd drink after work or dinner. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And as much as it's a safeguard, you actually genuinely start to build up a relationship oh, with sure. people yeah. to a point where, you know, I've been through conversations with guys getting divorced. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, you, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> some... no, especially in your world, because that that's, I mean, leading up all the way until the offer and placement, the after bit and notice and going through that and riding that with them, right, is, is even more important. I can imagine at that senior level, although hand your notice is never an easy task, but... I can imagine that that senior level handing a notice could have a real serious impact on the business that they work for. So there might be a lot of emotion and a lot some of things of them, attached. Some of them might have even been there since day one. That's what I mean. Started. Yeah. So it must it must be it could sometimes be a lot more intense. And I think I think this is where and you said you know what was your advice? How do you get to that senior? Yeah. How do you get to that senior piece? And it's interesting because I think you. Um, that's why I didn't necessarily want to shortcut what I did. Mm. Because I do believe that you do need a bit of grey hair to coach somebody through yeah. that stuff. And yes, I've got a lot now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and it's thinning on top. But you do need that. You do need to be able to say, I know this is going to have an effect on your wife and life your kids. Yeah. And life. You, you have to have that. And I think sometimes, rightly or wrongly, some of these people don't at that so not, level. There's not many 18-year-olds placing CEOs. Look, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm, <laughs> no, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. That's where age that, does become a benefit. Helps. Yeah, that, for sure. That's where it does. So I guess last question on um, sort of how to get into it, uh, etc. But I guess if there's someone who's at that, maybe start has started flirting with the more senior players, etc. How can they get into a, a full senior exec piece? Like, would you? I don't know. If it's something they really want to get into, is it about? Yeah, building relationships with the right firms or I don't know. How can they then get into that, just doing that, if they wanted to focus on that? So I think um, when I was at that point, there was probably less search firms. Okay. So it wasn't as easy to get involved in them. Yeah, yeah. Now there are quasi-search, yeah, sort yeah. of quasi-search firms where you could go and take a research and, and, and um, sort of delivery role within those organisations. And it's a good way to get... a stepping stone onto it to start building up relationships oh, okay. i think it's a good way of potentially doing it if there's somewhere local enough to do yeah. it but you have to buy you do have to bide your time on some of it and again i know I, I sound probably like different from some of the people that have been on the podcast and mm. they're talking about recruitment being fast and yeah. you've got to smash it every five but you but you also have to got to be patient bide your time be patient and the reward will come and the foundations will be really really strong at that point so mm. you can you will have a, a bigger impact. Yeah. How do you how how do you find these people then? I imagine it being quite difficult at oh. the senior level. Like, yeah, like I can't imagine that for clients that we're working with or yeah. ourselves. No, nah, for can, like candidates. Okay. Like, if you're trying to get the attention of CEOs, MDs, just senior people, right? And I'm sure these people get inundated with sales calls, not just from recruiters, but from all angles of business, right? So, yeah. Where do you where do you find these people? Is it LinkedIn? Is it networking events? Or there's there's genuinely you have to do a full range. It's not just LinkedIn. Yeah, it's yeah. not just you. You have to look at the brief you've got. You mm. start looking at awards. You start looking at governing bodies. You start looking really? at websites, companies. You start looking at direct talent competitors, mm. indirect talent competitors. So. Um, an example would be, you know, if you're hiring for Nike, yeah. you start looking at 
yeah, Adidas yeah, yeah. and Mizuno so and Puma a real, there's a real research as, as direct, but then indirect might be, well, who are those big companies with really kind of mm. um, uh, new products? Yeah. That might then be Microsoft or Apple. or So you're looking yeah. at indirects. You then you do you are going to use a bit of LinkedIn. You're going to yeah, use cool. some of your network, and a lot of it comes from referrals. Really, having I was going to say I can imagine referrals being big. Having that relationship where you can go because th- those people are going to know those t- th- those people get who get in those senior positions want to they're going to want to hang out with people who are going through the similar problems and have a similar ambition. So it makes sense that they know have that network. And what what senior people also get is reciprocity. So mm. they get that actually if they help me out. I owe them one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so it's and it's that. and it's an unwritten rule at that. But you know, I'm. Yeah. I know I'm on the hook. I can imagine that. What, what's your um, what's your advice on getting more referrals? Then ask for them. Is the first thing. And that's a basic, but yeah, I got. And to- it's easy to forget. Yeah, I got told that it's I'm not. To part of my persona is that I I appear very much in control. That I know what I'm doing, and I'm and I'm on it. I'm making things happen, mm. and I actually doesn't necessarily allow myself to be seen as to be able to be approached and yeah. helped well mm. he's not going to need my help yeah. actually if you if you have some of that humility and that openness mm. that you could do with some help you could do with a client giving you a a lead or a or a job to work yeah. or 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 if, actually it's not a bad thing so i've had to learn that as well over the last mm. couple of years so yeah. i guess ask obviously is there anything else because i i remember i used to have a i used to have it um on a sticky note on my computer ask for referrals or remember to ask for referrals and I remember I used to just find my... I'd ask people that I had, like, good, solid relationships with, but what what I ended up doing was... And I knew, it didn't work, but um, when I spoke to people, it might be the first time I got a hold of them, and they said, oh, they're not looking, or they're not open, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, you're then inclined to go, OK, do you know anyone? never really worked. Do you know what I mean? When it's the first per- it's the first time you spoke to them. Yeah, okay. So, so I don't know. Is that, besides, obviously, yeah, actually getting in the repetition of asking. So what else, who else was drummed into me by by Ben Darnton back at Fastream several okay. years ago, right? That was yeah. drummed in. Okay. Um, that, that definitely for sure. But actually sometimes taking a slightly different approach. Okay. That be very, very direct. Make that the call. Somet- really? Sometimes going to somebody saying, look, I'm doing. I'm working on this. This is what's happening. You probably wouldn't be interested, right? But oh, yeah, but yeah. it's but it's this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then either they come back or mm. the fact that you've asked directly, they'll give it. To be fair, does it actually? I can. Does that work on this on like more senior people? Because I, I, I've done that a few times actually, where you call someone if on one of the more like management senior positions where you call someone that you might have a bit of a relationship with, um, and ask them for referrals because they probably know people. You tell them about the job. Now you won't be interested. No, oh, hang on a minute. When are you free for a chat? Again, it depends on the. Qual- <laughs> it, it depends on how quality you tell you know sell the the yeah, opportunity, yeah, yeah. right? But that's also so that's quite all, a clever way, right? It's a way of it's a, it's a way of doing it. I think you need to, in terms of getting getting those referrals, be open to them, mm. be open and honest, and ask for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need I need some help, and, yeah, actu- yeah. and actually. The old hero. Yeah, it's com- always nice to say when you say help, like people are a bit more. Oh, the they? hero complex comes out. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it every time, otherwise people start no, wanting yeah, paying yeah, for it. It does but. work, doesn't it? Um, okay, cool. Like that. Well, bit of a transition, but I guess, especially in your world, I'm sure you've had to experience some um, people dropping out and people letting you down and all that. And I know you spoke about that sort of you through your um, 
army days you built up resilience etc but what what sort of things do you do to to deal with those um tough days in recruitment if anything have you have you learned to equip yourself with anything through besides the gray hair obviously but <laughs> drink <laughs> there's a there's a, a shop at the train station <laughs> and they, do, they do do a good uh whiskey and ginger oh, nice. kind of whiskey and ginger no um to equip yourself for the Oh, cliched as it might sound but try not to get into those sit- sticky situations mm. so try not to get into those situations where you haven't done enough because if you start to really uncover why you got let down why that person didn't take that job why they haven't started yeah, yeah, yeah. why the job offer didn't go through if you're really really critically honest yeah yeah if you confront the brutal facts there's a really strong chance that you let some you drop the ball yeah yeah, yeah. no you're right so you you uh, you get yourself out underneath your desk. You get from underneath your desk. Yeah. yeah. You brush yourself down a bit and you, you have to deal with these things. But but I think, yeah, again, maybe it's the engineering piece, right? Fault finding, like yeah. understand what went wrong yeah. and try and eliminate it out of the process so that it doesn't yeah. happen. I know. It's just obviously, <clears throat> no, 100%. And I think that whenever that does happen, I think, yeah, the right question to ask is, have I done everything that I could have? Is there anything I could have done differently? And And I think... Obviously, it's easy to say it when obviously you're not the person where the, the deal's dropped out or whatever. Um, but that is obviously the way to make a positive out of it. But it's still, don't, it's still hard to deal with. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And then, it's, I hate myself for saying this. No, go on. I've been in some fairly sticky situations in my first career, right? Yeah, yeah. That you look at somebody not taking a job. Mm and put it into context <laughs> you know yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean you're just like do you know what it's well, that, well no I think you know what that's probably that's probably the mechanism that, that's happening right perspective is what you're talking about yeah yeah and I, and I 100% percent not getting too I'm, morbid you know no 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 100% I think yeah. that that's exactly what why I wanted to ask a question because I think that's exactly that and I think that's what I learned to over time I know I'm, I've still got plenty of life to, to live but I think as you get more experience and become a bit more self-aware as a person it is that perspective piece when things go yeah. bad it's well hang on a minute things could be so much worse or whatever and yeah it may be a bit don't get me wrong don't mm. be flippant yeah care that you got yeah, it wrong yeah, exactly dissect it and write it down have a conversation with your with your with your manager say, look this happened i've i've, I've yeah. worked it this is what I've dropped the ball on. Yeah, exactly. Right? They'll appreciate you and care about you much more for, for coming to them with the answer and the solution. Say, look, when we do this, when we have our catch-up at the end of the week, or the, what, ask me that question. Yeah, Did yeah. I get that bit right? And, and I'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think it, that, that perspective piece will help you just just brush it off and, and crack on because, yeah, it's, it's very easy to, to lose half a day in recruitment when... Yeah, a deal falls out. That's not to say. I mean, genuinely, I have had days where I've gone. Yeah, yeah, we're human, uh, right? And it's and interestingly, more often than not, it's been when things have affected our business, not necessarily me, yeah, yeah, yeah. but people in our organisation yeah, or whatever. Enough. That's really kind of. What about um, some real highs for you then? Is there any highlights that have meant a lot to you? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a couple of bit. I worked with a few years ago. Worked with a really big private equity firm. Yeah. Um, closed closed the six figure oh, nice. six figure uh, deal I, that was our fee six figures oh wow yeah that was good that was a good highlight Jesus Christ that must have been good yeah 
that was yeah it was very very how did it take for that to come in like what was the whole process we probably worked for about four months and we worked with the most incredible equity firm these guys really? were you know normal conference calls yeah. so you go to a conference <laughs> calls there's a hi how you doing how's yeah, your yeah. Blah, someone's late these were you were there you were waiting the PA would be their PA would go he's here dial him in they'd ask you three questions you'd have the you'd have to have the answers for them wait and put you on hold yes yes and no make that happen and these wow. were these were my like regularly week, week really weekend. it was insane it was absolutely it's insane a real high level and I remember I remember getting in the office and walking around my nan's garden on Christmas Eve closing the deal really yeah. <laughs> love that that was cool you know, so everyone in the business is off but I I phoned the, the CEO and yeah I love like, that we've done it we've love that. that was, that was a big that. high um, what, one thing that's just uh, propped into my mind actually which I think you could add some value around um, oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> just because um, you operate in that, that high level right so the question I want to ask because I think a lot of people and including myself um, even now um, business development or whatever that, that can be a real hard part of the job and yeah. I think a big part of that is the mindset towards who you're calling and putting them on a pedestal I certainly did that oh I'm calling the CEO or I'm calling the manager MD or whatever and obviously yeah early on and even obviously a few years down the line you still have that weird feeling oh god I'm calling someone important right and you only deal with those people normally right so what's your mindset to that to sort of overcome that and you have to right you have to be on the ball and you have to well hang on a minute I'm, I'm as good as you guys and I'm a consultant etc right so how what, what's been your approach to getting over that do you know what I'm talking about yeah, I do. I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And and actually, one of my biggest learnings over the last four or five years yeah. was that that mm. elevation piece. Yeah, becoming a peer to peer with someone. Exactly. Um, and I really struggled with it. And again, mm. I keep harping back to it. But military days. Mm. Yeah, there was a clear rank. There was mm. a clear pecking order. Yeah. And you didn't speak to somebody two ranks above you unless you had a reason, a real actual reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it was normally pretty bloody serious, right? <laughs> but yeah, but but that's that was it. And I and and then I think I used to beat myself up sometimes in terms of I'd work for some organisations that that weren't you know that were doing um, lower level recruitment and kind of didn't see myself there. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. when I moved into this role full time, there was a big piece of right. I've got to do this. So how do I do it? I I'm a better businessman now than yeah. I've ever been in my career. Okay. So I've learned more about business over the last four years, end-to-end business, so that when I'm having a conversation with them yeah. and their challenge is X, Y, and Z, I, I can answer it. You I have an it. opinion, yeah. have a you know a, a solution or an opinion, yeah. or or I know somebody who's done been through the same thing. Okay. So when I'm approaching them, I, I'm quite confident now. I'm quite yeah. assured, assured that I can help that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is, going back to that referral piece okay i want to speak to that ceo i know that you know him can you refer me and okay. if you've done a good job for other people in other areas yeah that could always be better obviously yeah so what about what about besides confidence then i don't know I, if, if there isn't that's fine but i don't know is there any sort of mental shift that you found yourself experiencing or or had to had to deal with to really, yeah, make sure that you're that guy, and you, as you said, you're you're at that peer to peer level. Well, as I said, you have to get that. You you just have to get that. Sometimes it's a bit JFDI. Yeah, just yeah, do it. yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, you, all right. like 
yeah, we yeah. know that there's a search going yeah. tits up in that company yeah. or we know they're going to be doing something no, or actually probably, we just right. we just really but you've also got to make sure your opening gambit is spot on yeah, yeah. so phoning him or her up and going hey we've got a job uh, or, we've, have yeah, you got yeah, any yeah, jobs yeah. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. But if you can articulately explain that some of the businesses in their sector, industry that you've helped, the jobs that you've done, yeah. or better still, what you're helping businesses to do. Mm. So I'm helping businesses to get better uh, bottom line results. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I have a, how are you doing that? Well, I'll come on to that in a minute. But what? Yeah, I get you, man. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It is one of those where look, you just got to pluck up the courage and do it. And I think, um, yeah, actually, like, over-prepare a bit. Definitely. Just like, yeah, as you said, make sure you've got that first line right, you're up for it. And look, if it, if it does if it does go terribly wrong, and I've had a lot of those calls for sure, oh, then again, amen. it comes back to that perspective, right? And then, But you need those repetitions for them to learn from that to that. So I guess, yeah, confidence, do it, over-prepare, have that real first line sorted say it confidently and then just rinse and repeat yeah you yeah that's it yeah, yeah yeah there's no because we're dealing with senior people right mm. doesn't mean it's any different it's still yeah, exactly. it's, and this is one of the things that we have to um tell people when they come into our business mm. it's still recruitment yeah, right yeah. it's still we've got these challenges can this person fix them mm. right it is most basic level yeah there's some yeah, yeah. bells and whistles around it but that's it right yeah, so yeah, yeah. whether you've just started out for six months or you've been doing it for 14 years and you're an old get mm. it's still it's still the same yeah i get you man yeah cool so look before we um wrap up then yeah quickly isn't it? That's it. Uh, before we um wrap up then what, what are you excited about what's going on in uh, your world what you can talk about or if it's all secret no, um, I think next year we're pretty excited. We've um, started to build out some services that we're yeah. working with with our clients. I think nice. there's a lot of businesses now that have a recruitment, search and selection, mm. interim management business at its core. Yeah. But some some other businesses, you've seen everything that uh, that's going on with Executive Career Jump and Andrew. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a brilliant business. It's yeah. uh, whilst I'm not directly involved. It's Really, real high energy being around that. That's yeah, good. Nice. Um, and we're offering and, and undertaking some other consultancy services with clients around nice. behavioural profiling for their senior staff, workshops, mm. you know, facilitating those has been a really exciting uh, opportunity for us nice. and we'll continue next year. You've been in front of the camera as well, haven't you, recently? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Videos not, that, coming out. That's, that's not my favourite bit. But <laughs> what I've learned with that as well is actually sometimes the old rant videos work mm. etc but actually having an opinion and, and adding some value to people it's what you do offline right yeah and I've, but there's a real mental yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real mental shift between actually if I tell people how to do X, Y and Z yeah, yeah, yeah. better themselves I'm going to add massive value and if you help one person that'll, yeah. and that'll come back to me at some exactly, point exactly big believer in that well look um, question I ask everyone hopefully you'll know if you listen <laughs> yeah yeah so if you could, if you could communicate to everyone in the recruitment industry, they'd listen, they'd take on Craig's advice, or you can say a phrase, a sentence. Yeah. What would you say? Act with integrity. Act with integrity. I like that, mate. Solid. Act with integrity. You, seem, you strike me as a guy who's all about integrity. <laughs> I've I said it you enough. said it. Said- <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, mate. I like that. Well, um, look, absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for Thank your time. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. <laughs>